good, beautiful, beautiful Tuesday morning. Um, waking up and saying things that you're grateful for is the huge um, key factor in manifesting. So if you are ever in a spot where you're manifesting something and you just can't figure out what you're trying to do that you want to start somewhere, I recommend um, downloading some tarot apps. One of the journal prompts I got today was, what aspect of yourself is the most difficult for you to overcome through the current situation that you're in? Okay, well, if I think about it, I'm, I'm going through some stuff, but this is always how life is for me. So, if I think about it, well, every time I start something new, I learn it really quickly, and then I master the skill. In my mind, I don't really need any more assistance, and I feel like I've made it to the top. I want to just move right along, and I don't want to go through the stages of waiting. I just want to prove that I can do it, and then bam. Well, there's where my problem lies, is that I can learn tons of new skills, but can I master something? I don't really communicate well because I'm always talking. So I'm going to take a vow today, December 14th, to shut up. Good, beautiful Sunday, you guys. It's a great day to be alive. I'm happy. I just wanted to jump on and share with you guys some stuff that happened to me today mostly and recently but um so let's just jump right in if any of you know me personally like know me then you know that I had a humongous shoplifting addiction from the age of like 13 until just a couple years ago maybe about four or five years ago so um I mean and my shoplifting addiction was Intense. It supplied a ton of people around me with um, cheaper clothing for a drug habit that I got, or cheaper anything. Really, I could t- I could honestly go into a store and take everything I would need for the next like six months and leave and never have any issues. Right? A few times I got caught, and like the ironicness was I was able to beat the charges. Back to the whole story though. So today, my favorite time of year was Christmas because they were so short-staffed my whole life. I would just be able to go into a store and understand like what was going on and how to get out really quickly. And um, today, I'm a little bit stressed out money-wise. I mean, I got paid just barely, but I don't have a lot of money, but I, I did have enough. Anyway, so... As I was going through the store and I was like, I'm going to do what I always do and I'm going to go through the entire store and I'm going to get what I need, which is what I used to do when I was shoplifting. I would just go through the store, take my time, filling it out, getting the exits, whatever. But this time I just went through the store normal with all the other things in my head as well. Right. I was going through this and I'm like, God, I'm almost broke. I really need all this stuff. And it's just expensive stuff like vaporizers, things that you want for your home, the, the things that you wish for. Right. So I have my cart full and I also have to go back to the electronics department and purchase a new phone because um, one of our phones is broken. So I also get to go through the electronics, which was my go-to when I was in my heavy addiction. I mean, I would just, you know, everything. So 
So I'm in the electronic department and I'm I'm looking at all of the things that I used to look for when I was shoplifting and everything was just how it used to be. Computers were accessible, the phones were unlocked, there's no staff. And um, But even though I, I walked to go check things out, I still picked out the phone that I wanted the way that I usually would have when I was stealing. Politely brought it to the desk and asked the clerk to please help me pay for that because I was struggling and I needed to purchase the phone immediately before I went through the rest of the store. I did so and he helped me. I purchased the phone and I continued shopping. I went about my way down to the grocery aisle and I got everything that I would possibly want. Okay. And then I go to check out and I'm like, okay. And as I'm usually plotting how this exit is going to work, if I wanted to steal everything, everything was just set up exactly how it would need to be. Everybody was really busy. There was a ton of people looking for help. Nobody wanted to help them. It was the perfect time for me just to take off in the store. But you know what I did this time? Which is also another thing I used to do. I would always go up to customer service and take a look around with my shopping cart and make it look like I was doing some heavy returns, right? So I do as I usually do when I head over to customer service. But this time I politely asked the lady behind the desk. I said, listen, ma'am, I have a full shopping cart here of stuff that I really need to purchase. I understand that you're very busy and this store doesn't have any clerks, but I'm about to steal every bit of this. And I almost did. And I almost relapsed on this. So could you help me? And she did. <laughs> she was like, can you please go to aisle four so I can check you out? As the whole time I could feel that she was just nervous about what, who I was, what was going on. Um, whatever. But I, I didn't know if I was going to have enough money to purchase everything, but I was going to try. And I've done this also in my shoplifting career where I would just, okay, I'm not going to do this. So I go to the desk <laughs> cash out total comes to $588 and I'm like okay fuck it man now I just went did all this shopping again and now I'm not gonna get to take anything home I'm a fucking idiot put my debit card in approved (sighs) the beauty of that is that I did it I finally was able to purchase every fucking thing that I would feel I want and need in the store without stealing it, without not working for the money. I worked for every bit of this money that I have and that I paid for everything that I wanted with, including some Christmas presents. But I just wanted to get on and share with you guys that journal entry of my day because I overcame a humongous um, barrier to my recovery because shoplifting was so easy for me and I never needed to have a job. If I really wanted to quit a job any other time in my life, I knew I could shoplift my way out of it. But I haven't been. I'm five years clean of uh, shoplifting. And I feel really good about it. So thank you. Would you really have a second to ponder on what, what your purpose is? I recommend that you put yourself in a whole bunch of different characters throughout the day and see which one feels the best because today (laughs) I'm just gonna let everybody know that the only way to start your bounty and make it thick and bountiful is to start now so however awkward it feels getting your house cleaned until 11 o'clock at night and feeling organized and then waking up at five and saying okay I did it day one yeah that's okay However you do it, however you get to a merry state of mind. (laughs) And um, anxiety comes in forms that are enough to make you question reality. And that's only because it's meant to. So when you come around full circle 
to a situation that you've already been in before, but you come at it with different knowledge. Yeah, I guess knowledge, but also like true understanding, true belief. You know a better pathway than the one you may have failed at or made a mistake on, but every time you attempt to do it again, you have a better, clearer view of what you're missing from, you know, from your own personal experience, and so... Yeah, pretty much all your failures are just stepping stones, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. the building blocks, the building blocks. Just makes more sense when you're putting it into action, and so I think our kids need... consistency and they need to know that they're important and that to receive it and as with every child in the world that's probably where all the childhood trauma comes from is that parents just didn't understand or comprehend how to give that proper love because they thought they were giving a lot which is how I've felt but I know who knows that could even be ego it could all be crazy and I could but, um, yeah. what? what was I saying? You're saying you to show our kids more love because fucking everybody in the world is fucking partner neglected and not fucking like healthy and not worthy and shit because their parents thought that they were giving enough already. Yeah. So with the full moon that just barely passed, we set intentions together that we were gonna do what? Do you know what the date is today? Saturday, December 18th. Our kids have trauma definitely associated with this time of year. They were taken around January. So we have some real serious bonding to make that. That's why it's important that we do a, like a party. We rebuild memories for that time of year that feel good and that replace that crazy traumatic event. Because I, from personal experience, had a traumatic event like that happen when I was little when I got taken from my mom. and. Something happened to me. So we just need to do like a reload? We just need to reinforce positive memories that include me and you. Because it included us. You know, I mean, yes. and, and we need to do that, and we will. So, build New Year's and Christmas. That we are proud of. Okay. I think this year of our recovery, we did a lot. What do you think? We did a lot. It was really good. We paid our rent every month, we paid our bills, we paid everything. Built to care of our business. 
And we're gonna continue doing that. Absolutely. Just had a little fucking rope. And as I told Addison and Chase this, this evening that regardless of the troubles that we're going through, we stick together. Yeah. We're there for each other and fucking we do this. I don't like want to emphasize to them that it's okay to treat each other like shit, but I I do need to emphasize to them that it doesn't mean it's the end of the world if you and your brother have a big fight. Yes. You guys are what we keep brother and sister and that we keep loving each other. Okay. So jumping forward to about nine or ten. Actually let's go backwards. We're gonna go to about six. So my stepmom, Carrie. We have some situations. She's kind of rude. She doesn't really like having me around. I can feel it. I don't really like her either. She makes my dad unhappy. There becomes tension. My mom doesn't show up on time, so Carrie won't let us go see her. And we just want our mom, me and Dylan. We just want our mom. We don't care how late she is. We don't care what we do when we go see her. We don't care if she just drops us off somewhere. We want our mom. So we wait for her. Um... Sometimes she comes, sometimes she doesn't. When we get with her, we have so much fun. We love every minute. She treats us so kind. She loves us. Um, she loves us just like a mom would when she has her kids. So we didn't know there was anything wrong. We just didn't understand. Um, so... My stepmom has some family that's not so good. They're kind of fucked up. They need somewhere to stay. So my dad lets Carrie's um, niece move in with us. Her name is Nikki. Um, I'm guessing Nikki had some pretty horrible shit happen to her when she was little. But whatever the dice may roll, she started molesting me. Um, I don't think she thought of it as molesting me. She just was teaching me something, and I guess I thought it was nice, too. Um... She took my virginity with a Crayola marker. Told me to hold on, it would feel good in a second. I was bleeding. Um, yeah, just real nasty shit. Um, weird sexual shit went on with her until I was about nine or ten. I didn't really like it anymore. I didn't really feel like it was... I didn't like her for what she was doing. I didn't like what she was doing. But then, um... Time goes on and I want to be cute and dress differently. I don't have anyone to teach me how to dress. Nikki's kind of lived with us our whole lives. So I kind of start looking up to her a little bit more as guidance. She shares a room with me. I had to let her live in my room. She always got better clothes than me. She always got everything better than me. And I was just kind of told to deal with it because she was less fortunate than I was. So I just kind of had to let this girl fuck with me. Um, uh, on a whole other hindsight of that situation, she was dealing with some fucked up shit too. So, you know, that forgiveness has already been given. I'm just talking about a story that happened with my own verbiage, but I'm not angry. No feelings or... I don't think that anything was really intentional. I think that she was hurting as well. She's only two years older than me. Um, moving forward, so that happens. I turn 11, 12, 13. I start getting really promiscuous. Around 12, I spend the summer with my mom. And 
this time it's a lot different than any of the other times because I'm a little bit more older. My mom has a new boyfriend. He has some kids that my mom always hangs out with and teaches them how to do makeup and all this stuff. We go to classic skating. I got into a whole bunch of fights trying to prove that I was, I don't know, I pretended to be Mexican. I told everyone I was half Mexican, Chicana. Adopted an email being Mexican. Started only dating Mexicans. Um, not that it mattered. I hadn't really had boyfriends prior to that either. But I did meet these one kids over the summer. And I decided, okay, whatever. I was already promiscuous making out with everyone. But I decided to let this one guy take my virginity. Well, when we got right down to the act, I wasn't really a virgin anymore. And so he kind of noticed that I had didn't, I wasn't a virgin. Said something about it. Told a bunch of other people. Um, I mean, I was already kind of being slutty having sex with him on the grass somewhere anyway. Just letting him do it nothing that was ever supposed to be a special way got taught to me I didn't I didn't get taught about marriage or weird shit like that when I was little I didn't have the idealistic boyfriend or anyone teach me like when you should have sex what sex is I didn't really learn any of that at home no one modeled any of that for me and so I just kind of started using that as my tool and a lot of people wanted to be with me so I just kind of did that um I probably caught, by the time I was 15, 16, had had sex more than 100 times. Um, lied about my age, went to clubs, got in trouble, started shoplifting, ran away, got locked up when I was like 15, stayed in the system until I was 18, going in and out of treatment centers, never really doing drugs at that point in time either, so... Well, to the story. So, I'm about, at this point now, I'm about 15, 13, uh, probably 14, 14 we'll say. And I've decided to run away and go live with my mom. Now, she let it be known that it wasn't going to be fun, that I wasn't going to be, she let it be known that she was in the game, she was doing drugs, you know, this was going to be what I wanted to do, then yeah, I could be with her, but that's under the conditions that I understood everything. Okay, at the age I was, I guess I just went into the agreement, I wanted to be with my mom. So, um, I start wanting to be with her all the time, wear her clothes, be around her, learn from her, act like her. Because she has a pretty good reputation, a lot of good friends. So, one night, I think I, I just, I have this feeling it's New Year's, but it could have been a different night. My mom was getting ready to go to a party downtown. I wanted to go so badly. I had no friends, nothing else to do, and I begged her to take me. So, she takes me with her. I go to this house, um, my mom's friend's people we've known names I've heard you know we go inside there's beers pops someone gives me a drink not a beer just a regular drink um they're playing pool everyone's just having a good time one of the guys there starts my mom's friends that kind of I would call like an uncle or something nothing weird there was nothing ever weird with those people it was all kids my age that I was like sexual with so anyways this crazy bitch tweaker is posted up outside of the house watching in the window and my mom's friend is teaching me how to play pool so she thinks that I'm fucking brought there because I look a lot older at the time than I was she thinks that I was brought there by my mom to meet this guy which was I guess her boyfriend right so she's looking in the windows she has brass knuckles on I hear these stairs that you come down the stairs to this pool room are wooden really old school and I hear I turn around and I'm like right at the door bam I get knocked the fuck back, right? Like, laid out, hit with brass knuckles. I wake up, blood everywhere. 
I look up, my mom's friend that she was with was like, go look in the mirror. Oh my God, are you okay? I go look in the mirror and my teeth are in my throat. My mouth is bloody. My fucking nose is bloody. I'm screaming. I'm looking around. I hear my mom yelling. That was my daughter. My mom was fighting someone. But the fucked up thing was nobody was asking me if I was okay. My mom just hurried up and rushed me out to the car. We get into this truck. She's like, we got to get to the hospital. You got to do this. You got to tell them this. You got to do this. I tell the hospital that I was at the park by myself walking and I got jumped by some Tongans. So because I told that story, victims advocates could not help me fix my teeth because I wasn't claiming to be a victim of anything that happened to me because I was helping my mom's friend, right? That's where the trauma begins because from that pain in my face and having to lie about how it happened to me and telling everyone in the world that I was out trying to rob some Tongan kids in the park or something and I took their weed so I got jumped. That was the story I told my dad. I told everybody that so that, you know, my mom and her friends wouldn't get in trouble. Well, if I would have just been honest, if we could have been honest, I probably could have got my teeth fixed, my mouth fixed. But from there on out, problems with my mouth, problems with my face, problems with my head, problems with headaches, problems with... But no one's ever, once, ever, ever talked about it in my family. Isn't that weird? So, they say that when you are achieving monumental successes, you'll start seeing things more frequently that you've been manifesting, such as the type of home you want. You'll just find yourself in that area more, and you'll be able to see more what it is that you like, or the type of car, type of whatever you'll just find yourself in the presence of people that are on the same path as you places everything that you surround yourself with will be that higher quality that you've been trying to get to and when you recognize that then you see that you're in that step forward to jump to the next one but like getting here was so hard right and so i told the kids today that's why i told addison i said you see where we are right now we're here and we just want to get up there we're not very far away And so we just have a little bit of work to do. Not as much, but we still have to work. Right? Mm -hmm. We still have to put the effort in. It doesn't just happen for you. You you have to pick something. You can't be so wishy-washy because guess what? It doesn't work out in the end. Like, just decide for now and then later on add all the other shit when you've got enough. You know? Which is what I failed to do. But I'm going to do that. And we're going to learn to do that together. And hopefully all my family and kids just understand that it just took a little bit of time. But I was never far away. Never delayed. It was just the right timing, unfortunately. And so, like, I, I manifest good everything I do. And I wouldn't be with people or surround myself with people who didn't do the same. So I have no need to worry about what my fucking inner circle is going to do to me because I love all of my inner circle and, and we don't have to worry about fear. And unfortunately, we have had to for whatever reasons, but now I'm not going to allow it. And that's just what we have to give our babies. We owe that to ourselves. We heal our own inner child. Okay. Just one bit of stability. Like, it's just, we're going to do this. Right now, it is reading books and going to school. Yeah. And loving each other. And then we can go from there. Laughter. Sure. Making good memories. Happy Saturday. 1.32 p.m. And it's Saturday, February 5th. And I'm going to talk about valentine's real quick so i'm gonna this year 
be my own Valentine. And I'm going to do everything that makes me feel really happy to be myself. I'm going to make decisions that feel good. I'm going to make choices that feel right. And I'm going to allow people in my life to do the same thing with me. And I'm going to do it kindful, kindly, respectfully, and calmly. And from here on out, I will operate this way. And that will be my Valentine gift to myself for the year of 2022.